0: creative and media nerd here to talk about things I'm not qualified to talk about. In this episode I'm joined by Dylan van Nielen. Dylan is a visual effects and game design student, a valued member of the online editing community and a self-taught programmer. Best known for his super hacker stunt that got him suspended in year six for remotely controlling his peers' laptops. I also just wanted to preface this episode by saying a lot of what Dylan does is stuff that many people want to learn but never have time to learn or build skills in. And as we record this in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, I hope it will get people motivated to use the time they have at home while self-isolating to learn how to code or have a play with 3D rendering or just learn any new craft. Firstly, thanks for not putting up too much of a fight when I asked you to come on the podcast. That's
1: okay. I would just like to issue a small correction. I hacked into people's laptops in year eight, not year six. Whoa, sorry.
0: Much. Where do you think I got the incorrect information? Stop changing I would your assume story.
1: the news because it made some pretty big headlines.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So have you been working on any projects during self-isolation?
1: Um. I've been working on a uni project for cinematic design and I'm just having to make like a intro for a TV show slash movie. Awesome. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) Okay, some people might not know anything about the world of making mods or edits for video games Um, and I didn't until I met you. So could you just explain a little bit about what it is?
1: Well, I'll start with modding. That's just like, uh, you know, when you use some kind of program to add remove or change features in a video game and then editing is basically just a bunch of nerds who are like trying to practice with like after effects and stuff and just because we can't be bothered going out with a camera we use video games
0: (laughs) efficient how would you define the editing community like how would you summarize what that is for people who don't know
1: Geez, um, I would say it's one of the most, like, talented groups I've Whoa. seen. Um, like, like in terms of, like, visuals <laughs> yeah. and stuff, like, there's a lot of online communities, but a lot of online communities generally have, like, a lot of trash content, whereas <laughs> in the editing community, I feel like there's a much higher standard for Oh, okay. Like, there's a higher standard, like, there's still a lot of shit, but... I feel like it's more consistently good than it is
0: Interesting. trash. Why do you think that is?
1: Um, because I think it's the way this community is kind of set up with, like, teams and community channels that really motivates people to, you know, grow and get better at what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Hopefully it's not because people are scared to upload trash. I mean... Do you reckon people are more likely to get roasted in the editing community?
1: <laughs> I know I get nervous every time I upload something because I'm like... Yeah. Is this going to be up to standard? Are people going to clown on me for this? But you know, most people are pretty supportive. Yeah, but yeah. Like, even when people do kind of clown on you, it's not like they're trying to bully you. They're trying to, you know, motivate you to get better.
0: And you always talk about what is it called a scrap? Yeah, a scrap edit. What's that?
1: That's just like when you give up on something. You're like, I can't be fucked doing this. So that's all.
0: like kind of a cheat. Like you still kind of want it because people upload this. Yeah, scraps. people
1: usually upload them in like. They call it a scrap show, where it's just, like, a compilation of all the shit that they Well, that's cool, because that's, like,
0: a cheat way of, like, uploading stuff that you're kind of proud of. Yeah, that's
1: pretty much the point. It's just, like, this. I never finished it, but it's kind of cool. Take a look.
0: But editing isn't just exclusive to video game editing, because... Nah.
1: Well, like, people do it a lot with anime as well, but that's not really as interesting to me, because you can't really, you know... Make your own stuff. You're only provided. Yeah, like
0: well, you're you make your mod tools like yeah. specifically for video games. You can't really change much about yeah exactly already made animation.
1: And like with video games, you can you know you can have free reign over what's happening in the game and the yeah. camera angles and all that. So you have a lot of creative control. Yeah. Whereas with anime, it's kind of like you can only work with what you've been given.
0: Well, I always find it interesting when you show me edits how like. You have so much free reign to, like, do whatever you want, yet nobody really seems to make a story. Like, if I was making an edit, I would be like, what's my s- narrative? Like, there's not really much narrative in the edits.
1: Yeah, well, that's mostly because, you know, if you're trying to make a story out of Call of Duty gameplay, it's kind of just trash. <laughs> People will <laughs> clown on you for that a little bit.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Like, there are some that are kind of like, hey, that's kind of got a bit of a yeah. narrative to it, but it also at the same time it's like, damn, this is kind of cringe, but it's also like... Yeah. So it's, it's
0: more like people in the editing community would you say that they're more interested in like the aesthetic yeah. and just playing with effects? Definitely. I think it's cool what I like about the community is that it seems like it's just a bunch of people like having fun doing yeah. random shit with their editing, which yeah. is like pretty good. Pretty good. I went to say good and cool <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Can you please briefly run us through the process of how you would make an edit?
1: Well, it always starts with the song for me, like, I'll be listening to, s- <laughs> there's something I've found a lot of editors talking about, and I have it too, where it's like, you'll be listening to a song, and while you're listening to it, you're just sort of, like, imagining cool, like, epic gameplay going, bah, pa pa. Yeah. And it's like, that's,
0: That's, that's yeah. what I do too with movies. So,
1: like, it always starts with the music, and then, well, at least for me it does, and then you kind of just want to try and match the visuals to the song as best you can, and that's kind of it.
0: You know, what's the technical process? So you get a song, you go to the video game, you record, like...
1: Yeah, well, you'd you'd either download, like, some clips that someone's made, like... Well, you don't really download clips, you download, like, a gameplay file, which you can use to go in and, like, record your own stuff. Yeah. So then... I mean, normally how I do it, I kind of just do it, like, clip by clip, so I'll, like, record one clip, and then edit that, and then I'll see, oh, what kind of shots do I need for this, whereas... I think some people might just do all their clips at once and then just try to edit it together into something. And I find that sometimes that could be better because, like, sometimes you just want to edit and you can't be bothered going in and, like, recording all this stuff. Like, I find a lot of the time when I'm scrapping something, it's because I can't be bothered recording anything else.
0: What do you use to edit?
1: Um, I use After Effects, but a lot of people also use Sony Vegas. Some people kind of use both, mix and match them together a little bit.
0: And then do you use your, like any of your 3d software
1: for it um i have been recently for stuff that i'm doing like in full 3d using like some mod that i made for it but um i know that a lot of people generally don't they'll do a little bit of like camera tracking stuff but it's never like heaps of like 3d work unless they are trying to you know really showcase 3d work in which case they'll generally just do full 3d like there's not a ton of compositing of 3d and 2d stuff
0: you're too modest to say this But if you go onto Dylan's Twitter, it's, like, you can see many comments whenever he posts something, like a new mod thing. (laughs) Anyone listening to this who actually knows about edits and, like, gaming is just going to be like, this is a podcast for beginners (laughs) like me who don't know anything about it and want to learn more, so let's just put it like that. But if you go onto his Twitter and have a look at... He always gets a bunch of comments whenever he releases, like, either an edit or a mod thing. People are really nice to you. Lots of compliments. I've seen a few calling you a a god, an (laughs) editing god. (laughs) That leads me to my question about what do you like about being in an online community of friends?
1: I mean, it's just a good time, really, like...
0: Getting called god, (laughs) I'm sure. I mean,
1: yeah, that's cool. But, like, you know, I feel like most of it, it's not like... A lot of people aren't you know, serious like, praise this guy, you know, it's like.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I know that they aren't going to yeah. bed every night praying to you. I mean, I wish they praying were. to Aries. But, like,
1: you know. um,
0: God complex. What,
1: what was the question?
0: <laughs> what do you like about being in an online community of friends?
1: Oh, well, it's, I feel like it's kind of similar to just, like, you know, what do you like about having friends in real life that are, like. Okay. Have common interests. It's just good to have people we can, like you know, bounce ideas off of and, you know, collaborate and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Were there many people growing up that were in also in the editing community? Do you?
1: I mean, I only know, like, one person, but that's because we both, like, got into it at the same yeah. time. Because like, we... <laughs> Shout out to Alex. Yeah, shout out Alex. Because um, we were just sitting in class one day and we were like, oh, we have After Effects on our computers. Let's make some, like, dumb oh, shit. Oh, wow.
0: Is that how you first started? Yeah. Like, that's
1: the cool. first thing we both made, because, like, we were doing some dumb meme where it's like, you know... If you go on YouTube and you go, like, you know, some kind of epic non-copyright music, they always have yeah. that, like, circle visualizer. It's, like, going... Bah, bah, oh, yeah. yeah. We wanted to make something like that. Just, like, we, we downloaded some, like, dumb shit, like, 50 Frank song. Mm. And we wanted to make, like, a super epic <laughs> visualizer and make it look like, you know, one of those actual, like, yeah. trap YouTube channels. And after we did that, I was just, like... I think I was the first one of us to, like, do some gameplay stuff. Yeah, not to flex, but, like... Because <laughs> I just got a bit of, like, Overwatch gameplay and kind of just synced it to, like, a little bit of a song. And I was like, damn, this is kind of epic.
0: Cool. And
1: then we just kind of had a back and forth where it was, like, one of us would do something and we both were just always trying to one-up each other.
0: Were you an editor before you were a coder? Yeah,
1: definitely. Because, okay. like, the way... How I started coding was, like, um I was sitting on the bus on the way <laughs> home from school and I was just thinking about, like, stuff I could do that would be, like, kind of epic, like, for my edits. And I was like thinking I could probably make some kind of like autofocus thing for the game if I just like found out where the positions of people are and the positions of the camera and then I can calculate the distance between that to make it autofocus. I was kind of wanting to do that for a long time and then one day I uploaded an edit it wasn't anything crazy it was kind of neat but like I woke up the next day and I had a message from some cool guy called Amist Oh and Amis. he was like, Yo, how did you do this Barry's effect? husband. Yeah, my husband. No, he's my wife. I'm Oh, yeah. okay. I'm the Your husband. husband. Yeah. He was like, Oh, how did you do this effect? And I was like, bub, 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 this is how I did it. And we just kind of like talked for a couple of hours about like coding shit. I was talking about my ideas and stuff. He was like Oh yeah, that's cool. So that kind of motivated me to get started on learning stuff. So like the next day I kind of started learning the basics and then within like one or two days I had like my first working version of like a thing. So
0: that's a cool origin story. I'd never heard it before. <laughs>
1: that sounded sarcastic, but that's true.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I'd never actually heard it before. Do you have any editors that you look up to? Or, like, not look up to, but you just really admire their work?
1: Um, There's this guy, Fuse, who makes, like, really insane 3D work. Him and someone else called Joker, they both are making, like, a lot of really, really impressive...
0: So he's one of the... F- Did you say that not many people actually incorporate 3D stuff? Yeah, well, music, like, I
1: think? yeah, a lot of... I've, I think people are starting to do it a bit more these days, but, like, the thing with 3D is that when you're just getting started doing 3D, a lot of the time your 3D work will look worse Mm -hmm. than if you just did it using the game because, like, you know, the people making the game, they already have a good understanding of lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. So a lot of the time your first 3D thing will just look worse than, like, the actual game itself. (laughs) Because with 3D, like, you kind of have to be really good for people to go, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Like, if you're just kind of average, they'll be like, yeah, it's kind of neat, but, like... (laughs) It's nothing, like, super Dan crazy. the
0: editing community is harsh. <laughs> well, that's, that's
1: how you keep standards high.
0: So you said that people are starting to get into 3D, incorporating 3D stuff into yeah. their edits more. It made me think of, like, whether there's generations of editors. So do you think that the generations of editors before you already did that, and, like, you're just your generation of editors are just starting to do that, or, like...
1: I mean, there definitely is generations, and, like, um, there's a lot of beef between them sometimes like oh. like i remember these
0: new age well yeah there's,
1: there's a derogatory term that people have been using and they call them new gens and it's oh. just like look at this new gen using this like trash effect
0: shut up boomer editor. yeah it's
1: kind of the same thing but like it's not like genuine hate it's kind of just like
0: a joke
1: yeah except there does seem to be a lot of genuine hate towards people who edit fortnite because like it's trash a lot of people like they say fortnite editors aren't real editors. <laughs> feels, like, kind of mean, but it's like, yeah, get them.
0: So would you classify yourself as a new-gen editor or, like, a mid- middle-aged? I, mean, I definitely... I
1: was a new-gen when I first started, but, like, I've oh, been around obviously. long enough that I'm kind of, like, I'm no longer considered a new-gen, okay. whereas, like, yeah. kids editing Fortnite definitely are.
0: Yeah. But do you think for people who are younger and just getting into editing, Fortnite maybe oh, yeah. isn't frowned upon? Definitely,
1: like- yeah. like, Well, like, the thing with Fortnite is that it doesn't really need any mods for it to be, like good to edit yeah whereas with other games Well, that is
0: good for beginners
1: the only problem with it is that like you can't do super advanced effects as you can in other games because like it's not possible to have a perfectly recreated camera path which you can do in other games which allows you to like record the same thing multiple times but like with changes so you can do a lot of cool effects which is also why a lot of people use games because like if you wanted to do that kind of thing in real life, you need, like, $1,000 camera with yeah. and stuff.
0: So you're studying um visual effects and game design at the moment. It's your first year. And would you say that this is actually a common path that a lot of editors would take, or is there, it more, more of a Yeah, unique
1: there's thing? definitely, a, like, a lot of people in the editing community do have an interest in visual effects. Not so much games design, necessarily, but, like...
0: Interesting.
1: Definitely visual effects is, like probably the most common interest among editors
0: yeah would you say that doing this editing stuff um has helped you a lot in like getting better at visual effects like do you feel more confident going into your degree now
1: i mean i can't really compare it to how i would feel yeah otherwise, but i definitely think it would help like i definitely know you know a lot more than i would have if i just sort of went through the rest of my schooling like you know just not doing any yeah. kind of editing just like playing games and shit like some of my yeah. other friends
0: have been doing. Yeah, I always think like <laughs> no disrespect <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> no, but for real, I I won't lie. Like I see people going into like film or marketing and stuff who I've felt like I've never seen them put out anything mm-hmm. that they've made to do with, uh, cameras or um social media or anything or film and i'm like i would be freaking out right now but like that's not to say that people can't succeed like people can start from nowhere like start from no knowledge and go to uni and like obviously get really good but like i'm just saying i can't imagine myself doing that
1: i feel like there's kind of like two kinds of people where it's like one person is like oh i'm really interested in this i'm gonna go and learn about it at uni and there's other people who are like I'm really interested in it. I'm going to learn about it now and get started right now. Yeah. Which is yeah. definitely me. Well,
0: I don't know. I guess I'm a bit sceptical. I'm like, if you don't have a... If you have a passion for it, like, you should be finding ways to do it on your own. Yeah. Like, you don't need um teachers to, like, help you create. Yeah. You know? They can help you get better. I think it's just, like, good to actually see whether you like it as well. Because, like, for all the people who'd never played around with editing and stuff, like, they might get into it and then be like, oh, I actually don't like this we'll stop just slagging on people now <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the editing community but you actually don't make that many edits
1: not anymore like because i started programming to help my to help myself make edits but then i kind of just like got swept up in it and now that's kind of the main thing I yeah do.
0: so you program tools and mods that the editing community uses yep Um, Could you maybe describe what these mods do? (laughs) Um, (laughs) How they function?
1: A lot of them are kind of to change the way the game looks, like change the lighting, like the the sun and the fog, just really to change the feel of the environment. And then some other stuff that I'm working on at the moment is like helps you do more, I guess, not complicated, but like camera paths that people don't really do that often because like you can't really do it. But at the moment I'm working on something so you can like attach the camera to body parts of, like, a character, so it kind of has, like, that GoPro kind of effect. Yeah. Which, like, you know, I don't see a ton of people using. I kind of just thought maybe someone might Yeah, well,
0: if it's there, maybe people will use it. Do you kind of do your research beforehand? Like, does something like this really exist?
1: Mm, I mean, I don't really need to because, like, there's not many people making these kinds of things, like for this game.
0: Okay. Like
1: there's a there's another team of people who kind of make similar stuff to me but like they do it on different games and stuff.
0: Are you inspired by what you think you would use in an edit or do you kind of look for where there's gaps? Are you kind of going in with the attitude of like, hmm, what will a lot of people use? Like what will get a lot of people to come to me and get this or are you thinking like what do I want to use for this edit?
1: Um, I would say it's neither really. Like when I have an idea for something to do, it's more or less, just like I wonder if this is possible. Let's see if oh, I can do okay. it. Like I don't kind more of, like
0: a challenge for yourself. Yeah,
1: I don't really go in like I wonder what everyone wants for this game. I mean, sometimes people will say, "Oh, I have this idea," and I'm like, "Oh yeah. yeah, that's cool. I'll start doing that."
0: So, how many people would you estimate actually use your mods?
1: Um. Well, we have like a list of users, and I think it's nearing three thousand at the moment. Three
0: thousand. Wow, that's that's a lot bigger than I was expecting. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Well, like I get enough out of it that like for a while I was considering just quitting my job to do that because like I was making more money off of you know coding stuff than I was at my actual job so
0: that is so cool that that's just what so many creative people dream of Mm -hmm. and the fact that you're just out of school and like kind of almost there
1: well it's not like something that you know I can do forever though it's like definitely which is the main reason actually why I didn't quit my job because it's like God knows how long this will last.
0: It's not like it's enough to for you to be able to move out. It yeah, and stuff. it's enough to live off in your situation yeah. now. So, do you wanna explain why you decided to study visual effects and game design and not programming?
1: Well, programming is kind of a thing that's pretty easy to teach yourself how to do. Like, there's really no barrier to entry for programming at all. I honestly think everybody is capable of learning how to do it and becoming really good at it. Whereas with visual effects, there's a lot more to it, and there's a lot of more complicated stuff that you can't just really find in a YouTube tutorial.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: there is a lot of stuff in a YouTube tutorial that you can learn how to do, some pretty complex stuff, but I feel like by doing that, you're never going to get up to the industry standard for mm. visual effects just by watching stuff on YouTube.
0: Yeah, and there's also that networking as yeah, well that exactly. you kind of need for that industry.
1: A lot of programming jobs, at least that I've seen in like interviews, they kind of say, you know, the best programmers we have are all just self-taught people who just kind yeah. of learned it themselves because they wanted to instead of going to uni because it's a good-paying job.
0: Mm. Why do you think that code is a good skill to learn? Or do do you think that code? I mean, yeah, it's a <laughs> No, good... I wish I'd never learned it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my life has gone so far downhill since I started programming. I mean, it's a useful skill to just be able to, you know, make computers be able to do exactly what you want. Like I remember before I knew how to write code, I would have these very specific things that I need to figure out how to do on my computer. But like, mm. there isn't an application out there for every single problem you might have, so it's good to just be able to like have a small problem and go oh I can just write something in like two minutes to fix this instead of yeah going on the internet and spending hours trying to find a program that can do it for you
0: I imagine it's very empowering (laughs) (laughs) I mean
1: yeah I suppose it's kind of just like I don't know Really,
0: sometimes I feel like my computer is more in charge of what's happening than I am
1: well something you find when you're programming is that it is the computer that's in charge oh so I spend hours like just trying to figure out why something isn't working and it's like it's always just the computer putting me in my place.
0: <laughs> Do you think that code should be taught more commonly in school? Do you think it should be compulsory or something?
1: I think having a very basic understanding of a very basic language mm. is enough at least to show people whether or not they would be interested. Yeah. In it.
0: Like
1: I think a lot of people they go, Oh, programming, that's really hard and really scary. I'm not yeah. gonna like try doing that, but like it's That's to so, shit. Yeah
0: it's one of those things that people do actually look at as nerd shit. Like, they put up roadblocks. I feel like if everybody... stigmatize
1: coding. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I feel like if everyone kind of had a taster of it in school in a way that was like, hey, it's just a normal thing that anyone could be interested in, I think that there'd be a lot more people taking it up. And also, it would be so smart for schools to do that because where the future is going at the moment... That's where a lot of the jobs are going to be, I assume. actually seems weird to me that they're not already putting that into place. But I guess they probably are. Like, you don't know what what the savings are doing at the moment. But, like, yeah. Where did you learn to code? Is there any particular YouTube channels or websites that you'd recommend to people who actually do want to get into it?
1: I would not be able to remember what website I use. (laughs) Did you just
0: kind of Google the specific things that you wanted to learn?
1: Yeah, I just kind of... Google something, just, like, learn C-sharp online. Yeah. And i probably just click, like, the first language. Oh, so yeah. Really, all you need to learn is just, like, the basics. And then you don't have to do a course to learn every single thing about programming. It's, like, learn how to do the basic, like, the bare minimum for something that you want to do. Yeah. And then as you go, you'll learn new tips and tricks on yeah. how to do things better.
0: Like, where would you recommend people to start? Like, what language...
1: Most modern languages are all pretty similar in terms of, like, difficulty. A lot of people start with Python just because, like, it's it's probably one of the easiest. Well, I started with C Sharp, and I think it's a good spot to start with because it's similar to both Java and Python, which... I mean, Java's not really easy, but, like, they're more common. But it's also very similar to things like C and C++. I think it would be the same with most programming languages because, okay. like, the concept is still pretty much the same. Most of the changes are, like small changes in like just how
0: things are written as you can see i have no idea what i'm talking about but you know that's the premise of this podcast <laughs> so let's talk about editing teams all right what the hell is an editing team
1: it is just kind of like an exclusive club I think it's just the ex- exclusivity of it and you know obviously the way it's branded kind of just makes these teams look like really epic. I it's just it. an
0: image thing. I mean
1: it kind of is mostly like being in a team is really no different to just like not. I think people see it as just kind of a way to climb up the ladder.
0: You're in a team called team A which <laughs> I only just learned yesterday is because all of your like usernames start with yeah. A.
1: <laughs> like we never really like we're like yeah we're gonna start a team and it's gonna be epic. It's just because like I was talking to Amist about adding new features and he was talking to some other guy called Auth about new features and we we're like, "Yeah, let's just like make a group chat so we can, you know, talk about this shit." Yeah,
0: but now you have a website and you have a joint YouTube channel? No, no but a lot of teams have channels yeah. and that like I can imagine that's kind of a draw card for like joining a team because that means that If somebody watches one of the members' edits, then they'll be exposed to the other members' edits. You also do a little bit of photography. Yeah. Would you call yourself a photographer? I mean, I wouldn't... Where do you stand with photography? What's your relationship? I'm chill
1: with photography. (laughs) I mean, no, I wouldn't really call myself a photographer. I'm just like, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, that could be kind of cool and I'll do it. It's not like, what am I going to shoot today? It's more of just a side thing. I'm not super dedicated to it.
0: Looking at your work, it's clear that you have a very distinct aesthetic. How do you describe your aesthetic and like what kind of inspires it? This is both for your photography and VFX stuff and even your edits as well.
1: I think I'm mostly inspired just by like movies and tv shows that i've liked in terms of color i just think it looks cool to have like blue and pink and stuff themes of like technology and stuff that's definitely inspired by a lot of you know just other content that i watch like sci-fi stuff yeah
0: do you have something that would be kind of your dream project or or maybe a company that you really want to work with
1: i wouldn't say there's any company specifically that i'm like i want to work with i just want to work on like a project that I, that's like a movie that I personally would go and
0: see. Where can people find you if they want to look at your work?
1: Just go on my website. gallery. Yeah.
0: And that's all it is. I'm really impressed by this URL. When I asked him what his website was, he said gallery, and then I was waiting for him to finish it, but But that's it. That's all you have to type. It's
1: crazy. It's only
0: a couple of characters away, so I suggest that you check it out.
1: From there, if you want to find other stuff, you can just go on the contact page, and it'll have socials and shit there.
0: Well, I'll just say your Twitter is.
1: The Twitter is on there as well.
0: So we'll leave your Twitter like a mystery, so they have to visit your website. Okay, let's do it. If you want, if you want to go into his Twitter and see his edit and code stuff, that's kind of where he posts about that. You have to go on his website. (laughs) Uh I made a. Pod, a Twitter for this podcast. It's at you and you underscore podcast. But what I discovered is that Dylan read it like Yawandu podcast. I didn't actually read it like
1: that. Like that's not how I read it in my head. It's just like I just said it one
0: time. I, I kind of like it. Also, I want to thank um our good friend DT, DT for making the logo for this podcast. Shout out DT. If you want to see more of his work, you can go onto Instagram at lock artist at look the artist yeah if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your mates for updates about the podcast you can follow at jess jade on instagram that's at j-e-s-s-j-a-a-d-e and you can follow my twitter which as i said before is at you and you underscore podcast i look forward to bringing you more insightful conversations with creative people so keep your eye out for the next episode and thanks for listening